There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Back to Eight Girls Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. Girls, remember if you're looking for extra content, we say it every episode, but we motherfucking mean it. Uh, go sign up to X Girls. Uh, that is over on patreon.com forward slash It Girls Podcast. Uh, it's where we host our extra content. If you're flying through the episodes, I mean, I know I subscribe to a few patrons of my favorite podcast, and it always gets to the point where you're like, you know the day it's coming out. You know Wednesday comes, it goes out. You binge it, it's 9 a.m. You've no more podcasts left. Guess what? There's 120 plus episodes and they juicy there. they start off They're with great. like ouch there is some good shit on there and yeah. we have extended it to become more of like a community so you get mm-hmm. access to the discord which is like an online chat room people are making friends they are on zoom calls watching our live streams all that kind of good stuff they're calling in and um, if you watched our live stream x gals only had access to the burner phone so they were able to call in and have chats with us mm-hmm. live on youtube which was so fun and we do loads of episodes with that burner phone so it's just yes. more of a community we have big things coming for the year so we're super excited to um keep on nourishing our ex-gals and they're the real ones so we love you so much and thank you everyone who has signed up in um the past year especially like lockdown really was so beneficial for us you know with ex-gals just to keep us with our live streams and stuff just kind of kept us Kept us fucking sane. Yeah, feeling like we were able to interact with you all so um we also have some sexy merch we're at home I'm just have succumbed to the fact that I wear hoodies and joggers. And use a tote bag. And use a tote bag. So, I mean, that's the, I mean, you think the It Gals uh, uniform is like stocking suspenders and lingerie? (laughs) It's actually not. It's a fucking hoodie and a tote bag. And guess what? I love it. Um, it's so, cozy. <laughs> and it's still sexy. Exactly. So go over and over. Uh, you can get all that on our website, itgirlspodcast.com. You'll see the links. Um, and pick up your merch because it is sexy. It's cozy. And it's fucking snowing and freezing in Ireland right now. So the last thing you need is a bikini. Exactly. And it's, it's so it's so rewearable as mm. well because it's just black and white. It's pretty simple. I wear mine with bike shorts. Cute, which you know is kind of cute. I wear my freezing literally anything, yeah. You can constantly, non stop. I mean, everything all day, every day, baby. So, we got a QA for you guys, and we got a really good one this week. Thanks so much. So, uh, if you don't know, I mean, I'm sure you know because they are like so popular. These episodes always blow the fuck up because I mean, I guess they're wild. I mean, we're the original people taking questions like this, airing out ours and your dirty laundry and we look this is what like helps us all bond but mm-hmm. um we just get the craziest questions and and situations to talk about if you have something for next month keep an eye on our social media we open up our tum- 
calendar once a month where you can submit anonymous questions um, and we link it. It's usually around the middle of the month. We just do them once a month. We record it and we get fucking great content. So just keep an eye on our social. It's uh, at It Girls Podcast and you'll be able to join in on the fun. Yeah, it's super easy and it's anonymous, which yeah. is what makes it so juicy. Because those question boxes on Instagram, can I just say, are not anonymous. Yeah, Some they're anonymous think when they you are. share. Well, yeah, when not, you share, yeah. but they are not anonymous. Like the whoever you're sending them oh. to can read the shit. Oh, because yeah, so like many I'm... times when I put up on those question boxes, I'm getting answers and I'm like, oh, hello, dumb bitch. You <laughs> thought that it was anonymous. Hi, dumb bitch. <laughs> it's like, it's like, how do you feel being a mother and drinking all the time? I'm like, oh, Cheryl, ah. Cheryl underscore one, two, five. I know some of them I get ones like that as well I only did uh, I think it was like a true or false one last a few weeks ago and like people were sending me shit and I was like do you know that your your full name is I don't attached think to they question? do I don't think they know I guess if you don't put up a question box you'd never know you'd never fucking know but the there you go the truth behind the box there's a t- <laughs> not our box anyway but yeah uh, but our box on um, Tumblr is anonymous and it's stunning because yeah. I actually do love Seeing what the anonymous people say because yeah. they are cheeky girlies sometimes. Cheeky girlies, um, but yeah. So shall we? I wonder how the cheeky girls are getting on. We are the cheeky girls. girls. You are the cheeky boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, she went out with that random politician. Oh my god! I yes. know. And then they came out and they were like, "We are bulimic." I'm like, "No shit, Sherlock." You those and um, <laughs> yes, those two and tattoo live rent free in my mind. Mm. I'm like, wow. They, those are some tattoo were the cooler version though. Tattoo were so cool, but then did you see, isn't one of them like a neo-Nazi or oh, something yeah, like that? Yeah. Or like, she's like insanely right-wing and like they dis- have to ruin it, don't I know. they? <laughs> they like disown their gay son, I think. They had a gay son or something. Oh, were like they this- actually lesbians? No, 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 no. They're not lesbians, but they had a son. One of them. Oh, I don't know which one it was. Oh, I think it was the oh, brown hair I thought you one. meant their joined son. No, she's gender neutral. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, she, uh, the one with the brown hair, I think. I could be completely wrong. It's only one or the other. But uh, one of them had like, She's like a big Putin head, basically. Okay. But like, I mean, like loads of people in Russia are, so it's really not that unusual, you know? But yeah. like, it's also like, oh, for God's sake, I hate when they, but we'll be talking about art and the artist later on this episode. Yes, uh, stay tuned, girls, for some uh, spicy, hot um, art talk and <laughs> uh, music talk. You're so, tuned into your favorite art podcast, yeah. gals. <laughs> so um, we're going to start off with a one that a Jenny can connect with, maybe or maybe not, but she is engaged and I'm it's a bad engagement. My, I'm opening my third eye and I am engaged to so, the question. To the question, and I am not engaged, but I'm engaged to the question. <laughs> and and hopefully, podcast. we get some engagement on this podcast episode. Share it if you're listening. <laughs> yes, to your um, to your IG, please. Throw a gif in, tag make us, it look cute. Tag us. Uh, yeah, tag us both on our on our actual Instagrams. <laughs> okay, I got engaged the same day as Jenny. Congratulations, hon! She in won't. public. In front of our friends. I couldn't say no and have been going and I've been having panic attacks ever since. How do I get out of this without hurting everyone? You poor little pet. That's, that's uncomfortable. That's really, really hard. Um, oh God. I mean, like, I, I can't, I mean, it would be very uncomfortable to be like proposed to when like it just isn't, it wasn't on the cards, you know what I mean? Or like when you, if you haven't discussed it or like- Or you don't want to marry the bastard. Well, that's what I mean. You know, that way, like, I think, you know, being completely like blindsided by that, I can understand why you just say, yeah. Cause I mean, what do you do? Do you say no in front of them? And then, uh, you know, that way. Cause it's like, I mean, you can't really say no and then stay together. 
You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want. Well, no, you, you can. Know? I'm not saying hey, there's no rules, but I'm just mean that like in general, like that breeds, it brings such a weird energy into the relationship because, well, for me personally anyway, like if I'm saying no, it's because like, it's, it's just a glaring obvious fact that like we're not, we haven't communicated about this property, like that you thought that that was like, the step that we were going to, you know, that way, like, um, cause I think that I read, uh, who was I, I was li- watching something about marriage and like engagement a while ago. Could have just been on fucking TikTok. Who bloody knows? I'm like probably, brain these days. Yeah. probably. <laughs> um, and they were saying that like, um, they were like marriage and engagement shouldn't be something that is, uh, out of the ordinary or shocking to your relationship but you just solidify something that's already there so like um, which is what I felt like when Evan and I got engaged like it it isn't this like huge moment in our it's obviously like a great moment in your relationship but it's not this like whoa I cannot believe it you know it's like it solidifies something that was already there like the commitment was already there we had already like talked about like you know things within our future so when I'm thinking of someone like proposing to me, completely blindsiding me, and it's something where if I felt like it would be a no, it would just be like, whoa, like the fact that you, you know, not you personally, but like the fact that, you know, we're on different pages. So we're on such different pages. Because sometimes, like, I mean, maybe you haven't spoken about it, but if someone proposes and you have the commitment there and you've been living together maybe and, you know, you've been talking about a future together and all that kind of stuff, you might not have explicitly spoken about marriage or engagement. But if it, you're talking about buying a house you or just, having children yeah. or whatever... You like, know, when, this time five years, I want to be here with yeah, you, whatever. Exactly. Like, then I can understand how it could still be a shock, but a good shock. But, like, I think if that shock initially is to you, just like, uh, no. Like, I don't know. I don't know how the future... It depends on why the no is there. But if it's, like, I'm not spending the rest of my life with you, it's like, okay, then why waste your time? You know, that way. So I think, okay, if we look at it, she says, in public, in front of everyone, all of their friends... Yeah, that was always a fucking nightmare of mine. And I'd say for a lot of people, that would be like, I mean, I don't know. Well, for me personally as well, I don't, I wouldn't want. It Some to people be, want that. Maybe, yeah. Some people, yeah, I see that a lot, and I, I can understand why guys do it because it is again, like we pick up so much from like reality TV and from pop movies culture and, and movies, and especially in reality TV now, I feel like because that's kind of what like is mostly on in people's households a lot of the time. Um. It's all any reality TV show, like Vanderpump Rules. They're always fucking like, we've got all of our friends at a surprise party and then I'm going to pop it. It's like every fucking TV show. They, yeah, they all do that in America now. It's like either that they have proposed like uh, together and then they go back to a surprise party of all of our friends, which I could imagine would be fun because when you do get engaged, you do just want to tell everyone and see yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. you know. But That's a nice idea. I kind of like that idea. But I think, in so obviously in front of everyone, 100%, you can't say no you just I don't think there's really uh, no you can't you would need such I mean I'm a confident person but I couldn't say no in that in that space well I think I think if something serious happens like like an engagement where you're in front of everyone like your fight or flight mode probably kicks in and you're just like okay yes great yes you're my boy yes 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 and I think I'd say a lot of people say yes and then you know it probably comes from where you're like why did I say yes because the emo it can be so overwhelming when that happens that you're like oh my god yes you forget fucking everything and it's like when say for example when Carrie Bradshaw was um Mm. proposed to by Aiden Aiden Shaw um you know she said yes and then I think when she was like I don't know if I want this I don't like I'm breaking out in a rash I can't handle the thoughts of this and her friends I wear were like, it on my neck to keep it closer to my heart I know so annoying Bitch. covered with all those pearls 
yeah. Those Chanel what pearls. Bitch. Imagine I was going around with that on my fucking necklace. Everyone would be like, are you joking? I would have is... bought you a necklace. If yeah. That, <laughs> if that was the case. Want to get Maui'd oh, yeah. in the shower? Maui'd. Rip it off. Take it off. <laughs> Remember she, her and Miranda went dress shopping and she'd be like, rip it off. Broken hives, so gross. So like <laughs> typical Carrie, like okay, we get it. You don't want to get married. Why do you have a rash? A dramatic. Shale the fuck out, hon. But um, you know, she was like, when a man gets down on one knee in the middle of the street, you say yes. Like I understand that. Like when someone is like proposing to you in such a, like it's such a vulnerable space yeah. you know and especially if everyone's there like how could you if you do and you're with this person you love him or like him a lot you know mm. and how could you be like no in front of all of our friends you're down on one knee no you know it's mm. just would be an impossible thing but however you say yes it doesn't mean, that's not a like, you know, yes, you've said yes to engage, but you're not married yet. So you have, if you are, if you're stressed about it, the only person you can really talk to is your fiancé. Yeah, and I think sooner the better. Yeah. Which, you know, I can understand how you might be like, maybe we'll just stay engaged for a while and just kind of see how it goes. It's like at the end of the day, you know, we say it a lot with relationships, especially when it's a serious relationship that's like about to end. It's like, don't waste your own time, but also don't waste waste theirs. You know, that way, like, don't, you know, like, don't, like, lead someone on in the sense of, like, you did, and I understand, again, not saying, like, you did say yes, so why are you saying no now? Because I understand your situation completely. Yeah. I get how that was pressure, and, like, look, people have second thoughts all the time, but if it is a serious second thought of yours, you, like, you know, at the end of the day, you are engaged to be married, and if you don't want to marry this guy, you do have to let him know that, because... You know, it, like yeah. I think even she's saying here, I couldn't say no and have been having panic attacks ever since. I think that's what I would go to your boyfriend or fiance. <laughs> he is your fiance, honey. Yeah. You know, I would go and be like, look, I am so, you know, thankful and that you want to spend your life with me. And it's really overwhelming, but it's overwhelming me to the fact that I'm really like, it's, I'm overwhelmed. I'm having panic attacks, thinking about the future, thinking about like, is this right? Like, you know, bring air your you know stresses and it like, sounded like she wanted to say no though like it doesn't sound like she's like engaged and then is like but I'm, the wedding is panicking me out it's like she's like i couldn't say no because everyone was there she so. couldn't say no in that little moment yeah but like and but I what totally, i mean is like you know be honest i think you have to be kind of honest with it as you but know, i think she should first address the panic attacks like that yeah. is a kind of way to like instead of being like i don't want to spend my life with you what the fuck was I, I couldn't say no you put me in an awkward position like kind of blaming him oh no i no, think no, it's much better to him. come from like your space of being like i am having panic attacks this is really mm. like just i can't you know, envisioning the future is too much for me right now. I'm not able to process this and I don't think I'm ready. And I, you know, those kind of things. They're and okay. ask yourself as well, do you want to be with them? I think that's really, you know, like the deep yeah. down thought of it as in like, okay, if you are going to come to him and like break off the engagement, like what do you, what is your resolution? Like, you know, know where you want the conversation to go. Um, Like, do you want to like, maybe even to, like, you know, see where your boundaries are. Like ask yourself these questions. Like if he said to you, um, okay, well, what if we just stay engaged but we're not going to get married for like, you know, you have like a three or four year plan. Does that make you feel better? If not, if it's, if it is the marriage and the staying together element, 
what are you doing? You know, like your yeah. life is short. And sometimes, like, as I said, your fight or flight can be like uh, instigated or whatever. Like you could be like at in the middle of your engagement, you'd be like, oh, yes. But now your fight or flight is maybe being like fucking flight. Get the fuck out of there because your body might be telling you like this isn't what you want. You said yes under false pretenses, which yeah. is OK. You're able to take back something. But at the end of the day, it's like. Sometimes in relationships, you can be sailing along grand and you can be thinking that you're happy as Larry and something happens, like a commitment can come up that you both, like that one person wants more than the other and you can't lie to yourself as well because you're only doing yourself a disservice and them a disservice. And if you are having these, like you know your feelings and we don't know them. So you have to ask yourself, like what is your gut telling you? Like is your gut saying like, I don't want to get married in the next year, that's fine. But if, you're, if your gut is saying, like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with this person or I don't want to be engaged to them, like, this is not Another like issue the here. person I want to be engaged to, then I do think you have to be honest with yourself and your fiancé. Another issue here is the lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Because if you are, I don't think, I think that's an uneasy space to be in in a relationship where you are floored with stuff. Yeah. Where you're kind of like, a, what, you're going to, you know ask me to marry you in front of all of our friends when we haven't maybe even had that conversation and so it seems to be a communicative issue and I think the most important things in a relationship are like respect communication and um you know decision making and that's a togetherness like engagement isn't just like oh I want to marry you so I'm going to get down on one knee in front of everyone and it's a joint decision so like you need to if there has been a communication like laps like where you're not seeing you know and it could be it could you don't know like I mean engagement is like this romanticized big gesture it could be him noticing that like you're pulling away and being like I'm gonna get down one in front of all of our friends look what I'm doing this is how much I'm committed to you everyone's so happy for us and you're the only one who's not in this Mm -hmm. but like you have to get down to the root of the root which is you and him and the fact that he you know, did something that you didn't like. And now in engagements as well, like, I mean, it's there's a lot of pressure put on men with like, that's not the kind of one I wanted, you know, like. It's yeah, which is bullshit. I mean, like we all know I spoke, talked about like fucking Christmas engagements and public engagements. And guess what? I got engaged on Christmas Eve in public and I didn't give a fuck, you know, because it's like, it, I do think like at the end of the day, if it's the right person, you you don't care. Like, you know, you have, of course to, you have no. these ideas in your head of like, I would like to be engaged in this way or blah, 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 blah. But it's like, at the end of the day, if what you're thinking about is the actual like setup of the engagement rather than the person you're getting engaged to, then you're probably not getting engaged for the right reasons. You're getting engaged for like the veneer of it all, not to like be engaged to your partner, you know? Um, so I think that as you said, you're right, Lindsay, it is like romanticized in that way. But I think the communication for me, the lack of communication there for me is more so that like you were, you seemed a bit blindsided with an engagement and it didn't seem to be something that you guys have like, maybe approached or really spoken about that much like if you're really like I mean when Ev proposed to me I was like shocked in the sense that like I didn't expect it coming that day but mm. like I wasn't like what you know that way like there yeah. wasn't like an an instant like you'd spoken about rings we'd spoken about yeah lightly and we, we, we're saying by a house so like you know it's not really yeah. that big of a jump from there if yeah. anything the house is more fucking intense than the fucking mm-hmm. engagement ring um so like it wasn't like that far of a cry from the way our relationship exists now so 
I think you know if you guys are going through maybe a hard time and he's doing a panic engagement that's like which happens have, I know yeah. men who have like I panic I know, babies happen all the time as well people are like let's just have a baby to heal our but at least that's go- well hopefully no. unless the woman is like poking holes in the condoms like that's more of a joint decision but like True. I know guys who've been like on the sesh for fucking four days straight their mom is like texting them being like where the fuck are you I'm yeah. fucking sick of this I am done they leave the sesh they go to the jewellers they get a ring and they're dropping down a woman yeah. being like I fucking love you baby Please don't give don't leave to me. me, baby. I love you. I love you so much. Stinking of alcohol bag, <laughs> fucking coming out of their nose. You know the way it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just know that you can't be bullied into an engagement, and just because he made this wild gesture, sometimes that's mm-hmm. like throwing glitter on a problem. Being like, you can give it to me because I give you a mm-hmm. ring. You know, it's like, oh, I still can. And you can, and yeah. you can kind of like burst their little bubble of being like, you know. It was in front of everyone. We like whatever's going on in your relationship, we're not sure. But if it's come in a space where like maybe you're not like getting on that well, and then you're like, you've done this and it's like really public and like you didn't talk to me about it, that is, I mean, again, with the romanticized, like we see it, like we're saying these like surprise engagements on like movies, and they're like, oh my God. It's like, it shouldn't really be like that. And we've said before about like relationships, like relationships when you're in a good, solid, good soulmate vibe relationship isn't this big, like, whoa crazy ebbs and flows of like mentalness and passion and Mm. it's kind of like chill yeah and connection and seeing each other eye to eye and respect and you know yeah I think like I mean depending on where if the background is of you maybe having which again is complete speculation on our behalf but guess that's what we do here um like if it was out of the blue because you guys maybe haven't been like maybe you're not that serious or if you think it might have been a bit of a panic engagement, you confronting him on, on it might fucking relieve some stress on him. You know that way? Like he might be like, oh God, thank God. Oh. Yeah. You know, like because if, if he's doing it from a bad reason, then he's probably, he could be feeling the same to you. But I think... When you're if, real with people, you'll always connect. I think, yeah. If I would broach the topic with him, I think you're going to have to go softly. Like, you know, I think it's going to have to be maybe multiple conversations. But I would maybe just be like, so, you know, like start to... If you talk about your engagement as in like, you know, when did you start, if you haven't asked me these questions, like, when did you start thinking of proposing to me? You know, that way you can have those conversations that are light. You know, like, oh, so when did you decide to propose? And you'll get a more of a, a background and an insight into like, was it like a week before or was he thinking of this like weeks before? And then like, you know, maybe if you start talking about marriage, see what he's thinking about that and be like, do you want to get married? Like, do you realize what engagement is? You know, you're going to have to like, you will have to go softly with it, I think, because I, th- I don't yeah. think there's going to be a huge band-aid moment of like, I don't want to be engaged anymore. I think that Well, could- it depends on the length of the relationship and the history. Yeah, I want to ask you know. a question, Jenny. Mm. What do you think about the kind of idea of the ring? Because I know a couple of my friends have got engaged and didn't work out um, in the past. And I mean, what do you think about, okay, ring price, for example? Like, so say if someone, like in this case, say if this guy, like, you know, it was a quick engagement. He didn't maybe really think about it. Didn't kind of save up for the ring and just kind of dropped down, bought something in Elizabeth Duke Argus and was like, marry me. Yeah. You know, like, do you think that a a good engagement kind of, needs to be like you know someone who's like really thought about the ring in because I know Evan did and kind of like invested you know money over time saved up and like actually gave like you know that kind of Um, tradition do you think that matters not really it's just so down to the person because there's those traditions that it's supposed to be like what three months wages or something like that. two months or something like that um but that was made up by a marketing company so who cares I mean the whole idea of engagement rings was made up by marketing company for a diamond jeweler in the like 30s 
Yeah. So, that, but I mean, you know I mean, tradition starts from everywhere. It you does. Know, the way, but like, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, but tradition started in a ploy to, like, I mean, engagement rings were never, I think it's like they got the idea because uh, they wanted people, I watched a show and they got uh, the idea because they wanted people to basically be, have a reason to buy diamonds um, that wasn't like just for rich people. They wanted to be for everyone. Um, so they basically had made, started this marketing campaign that was like a diamond is forever. And they took it from like, I think the Egyptians used to have rings, marriage rings. No one really did before that. They might have like some sort of ring, but it was never like a diamond ring wasn't the thing. Um, mm. So this is like not Just like that, a gold band kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Or like, I think, but I don't, think it was even like the standard I think there was like a rich person thing you know like people didn't have jewelry you know that way like um and obviously I think it was maybe even being in the 50s or the 40s it was pretty fucking recent and they uh just like this genius marketing campaign just brought out like that diamond rings a diamond is forever just like your marriage should be forever the woman gets the ring and then they set the stand they just made it up they're like twice your monthly wages that's how you know she'll love you like it's also meant to be this like kind of status thing of like look how much I can spend on a ring and you know what I mean so I mean but like, I think it also comes into the idea as well of um a kind of price for the woman which I mean god this is like like if the man is out working and he's giving you a kind of a solid piece of his um wage yeah you know, that you can it's hold like an inve- it's a, I guess like it's a trust. seen like an investment kind of thing I mean like a I share trust like, yeah I love you and here you go I was talking to my friend Yulia about this a while ago um we we're talking about engagement rings she's used to work in a jewelry place and like I was, for me, like, with the whole, like, breaking off an engagement thing, it's like, if we never got married, I'm giving you back the ring. 100%. Some people keep it. 100%. Yes, I so would. Like... I could not. First of all, why would I want my, an engagement ring? That reminds me well, of my failed fucking engagement. It's his money. He gave yeah. you a ring for a commitment for yeah. marriage. Yeah. And if you are saying, actually, now I don't want that, give the ring back 100%. Yeah. If you're married and your marriage lasted a few years, I guess that's up to the two of you. Um, but I would imagine by that point, you've probably, you know, given him a wedding present. You know, all those things kind of happen. So, I mean, it depends. Yeah, if you, if you it, get married, then it's a whole different story because yeah. you have to get divorced and split assets. Yeah, so exactly. That so, that, but like, I don't, personally, I don't agree with people who are, who get engaged, break off the engagement and keep the ring. I think that's a bit fucking cheeky. Like some people are like, it's my ring. It's like, no, no, no. He, he gave you the ring on the, on the condition that the two of you would get married because you're yeah. like joining assets yeah. And you're marrying your lives together. So that's my opinion on that. Yeah, uh, that I mean, is that is not cool behavior. If you're also like, like, why would yes, I want I do. it? Well, just, you want it because you can freaking get it melted down into whatever. Like it's, You can it's, sell it, I guess, but it just feels so tacky. It's like, it's, it not, is my, tacky, it's not my it's, money to get back. I know, you know, but I mean, some people are just like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like that myself. Like, I mean... You know, I was, I don't know. I just, I find that mad. Like it's totally different. An engagement ring is totally different than say a Chanel bag that your fella got you for Christmas or Mm. something that you're like, well, I'm keeping my Chanel bag. Uh, You know, it's like, it's, it's a signifier of a commitment that you've both made. If you're not doing that, you've got to give back the ring. But yeah, you got to talk to your fiance and figure it out and just be real. Like, I mean, let the whole kind of like, you know, ah, crazy and it's your engaged about the wedding. Die down a bit and be like, what? The fudge. Yeah, it should be died down by now. Like, I mean, I'm not really getting much thank fuck anymore. Um, but people are really annoying and invasive when you're engaged. I will put that out there. Engagement, pregnancy, houses, yeah. it's all the same. It's like, like I dropped, you know, in last year that I um wanted to buy a house to my parents. Can I go over to them for tea without ever talking oh, about I the know, house? Yeah. No. Yeah. 
No. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, mom, I think I'm going to wait until this time, this time. They're like, well, how about if you can't afford it, get a shomra in the back garden where you need to get your pie in a house. I'm like, mom, I mentioned it once in I passing. Know, I know. Give me a goddamn break. It so totally. it's just, it's, I don't know what it is. It's Irishisms of like wanting to come on now. You're I, okay. I think get it's married. everywhere. I think it's everywhere. Anyone I've ever spoken to or heard from any shit, like the minute you get engaged and especially pregnancy, it's like unwarranted yeah. opinions 24 7. People being, and when's the date? Like people inviting yourself to your wedding as well that's a thing oh, is it? can't wait for the wedding you weren't invited <laughs> I like, love that so that's fucking gas they're like I can't wait I'm like it's gonna be a brilliant day for us all the fuck said you're coming like while well, she's like beep inspire you're like oh. yeah you're like Oh. <laughs> but it's the same with babies like I would be fucking pregnant and yeah. they're like it's you think I'm having another how many have and I'm like let me pop this be a jab for it honey I know you know seriously Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, okay, next question. Hey, gals, love the pod. Thank you. Thank you. So, as you may have seen this week, lots of women have spoken up about Marilyn Manson being a serial abuser. I think I've heard Jenny saying before that she was a fan. Where do you girls stand on the whole separating the artist from the art argument? Very interesting question. And so, Jenny, you're a fan of an abuser, are you? I hear. <laughs> I endorse I hear abuse. No, Ted. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, like I mean, Marilyn Manson for me. Yeah, you know, I was actually, I tried to talk to Adam about this the other week and it, it, like it layeringly showed like our five year age difference. He's like, I really don't know much about Marilyn Manson. I'm like, wow, I feel old. Because like when we were teenagers, like Marilyn Manson and Britney Spears were the biggest income makers from MTV. Shut up, really? Marilyn See, Manson was fucking like globally huge. No, I'm fascinated by Marilyn Manson. Mm. Um, but I think when we first became friends all those years ago, you lent me your Marilyn Manson book, mm. his autobiography. Mm -hmm. Crazy book, like mm -hmm. so interesting to read. Mm -hmm. Like I loved it. And I, now that all this is coming out, I want to read it again because um, I can't really remember it because it was like 10 freaking 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I was obviously brought up and not allowed. Like he was like yeah. basically Satan in the, like in well his according. album was called Antichrist Superstar. Yeah, and like <laughs> he was he's really satanic. Like from what I remember about the book, like he got really into sat Satanism, didn't he? Not um, at the start of he's. I mean, like he's fascinated. Yeah, with that. I wouldn't say that he's, he's like more of himself. a like. I mean, if we're putting aside the serial abuser, which he clearly is, by the way, just putting that out there. Yeah, not in any way. Like I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> That every single allegation about him is fucking true. Um, but he's more like, I feel like he's just obsessed with anything taboo. 
anything dark. He just, he's, he's a goth. He will, well, yeah, he's a goth, but it's like his his like kind of. Um, he's one of those goths. He's one of those goth types. He loves to, the makeup and the black and <laughs> the jewelry. He's like in his whole thing was like dismantling like Americana and like the fakeness behind. Like you have to. It's very to the the cultural context like if you think of when he was at his peak it was coming into like bush's evangelical christian america it was a very different time you know like so Mm -hmm. different um obviously during the early 90s as well but that was all the same like america was like hugely religious you know more so than now it was very like you know a lot of the politicians that were like in paris still are in paris especially in the republican party and although clinton was in power when he first came into thing but you know when he was growing up it was very like republican white evangelical republican republican again right-wing kind of um ideas of like you know the family and like jesus before everything so like his whole thing and which came back from like you know a lot of the post-punk movement was like dismantling that and like he liked to provoke those people by showing them their like uh worst nightmare kind of thing. Kind of showing them their worst nightmare, but actually showing how prejudiced they are to other people because their whole thing is about being like so open about everyone. But his whole thing was like provoking the symbols, you know, which is like an anti-symbolic thing, which is like a big thing within like punk kind of ideologies of like symbols are just symbols, words are just yeah, words. And they always like say for example, there a lot of stuff within these allegations came out where he was asking like these girls to buy him like Nazi Um, memorabilia which is weird but I I understand what you mean like that does very much exist in punk post-punk and shit like that I think to an extent he definitely like from what I'm reading um, Rose McGowan and Dita Von Tees both came out who were like a-list kind of celebrities of his. He went out with Rose and Gary in late 90s, then went out with Dita Von Tees pretty soon after, married her, they divorced after a year. They were together for seven years, were they? They were together for seven years, like six, and only married for one year. Yeah. Um, and both of those women have come out and said, like, he wasn't this way with me, which obviously doesn't mean that he's not that way in and the future. And they both said that. Yeah, they both said that, and they were, like, not taken away from the victims, allegations, but, like, he wasn't. So, like, I don't know. I In my mind, I'm, like, I think he was always probably in some way... I mean, like, all artists, in my mind, are probably in some way kind of, like, narcissistic and probably a bit terrible. Like, I mean, I don't really expect my artists to be, like, upholding, especially if they're, like... Marilyn Manson I'm not exactly you know upholding him to the standard of being like an upstanding member of society and if you read his book you you very much see of why, how he's not but like I think clearly like he almost became like the monster that he pretended to be at some point it's like he like ended up like believing his own bullshit lie where he used to like do live shows like- where he would like be on a pulpit and there would be like semi like Nazi symbol- uh, symbolism which was kind of meant to like again provoke people and it was usually more like a, a way of like talking about like modern Americana. Then he obviously like got really fucking into it. I don't know. I think like celebrity land is weird, you know? It like, is weird. But I think what happens within, say, like with goth culture and punk culture and where these kind of more darker sides are like elevated and seen as art. So if we're talking about like with this question, how do you separate the art and the artist? How do we separate, mm. you know, many artists, not just Marilyn Manson, Artists like Eminem and um, mm-hmm. Octovation, which came out only a while ago on Instagram with um, lyrics that he had put out in his, um, his album was stunted when his ex came out with um, abuse allegations. And Takashi 6ix9ine. All of these Gross. artists who use in their lyrics, like, violent 
um, violent words, violent lyrics um, about partners. Like, I mean, Marilyn Manson came out, Evan Rachel Wood was one of the women who has, in t- 2018, during the Me Too kind of mo- movement, mm-hmm. when it was like first kind of on the scene, she was in court and she was reading out yeah. about her like um, abuse. And she's done it numerous times and she speaks really, really well on it, actually. And she's never um, said it was explicitly Marilyn She never ma- named him, but on Instagram she did as Brian Warner, mm-hmm. who's obviously Marilyn Manson. And now, I mean, it was very obvious because she said, you know, up until before she named him she said I was 18 I was mm. growing up, I was in this relationship mm. etc so that's what's intriguing because I was watching a YouTube of this like gothic girl speaking about like you know what this um, these allegations and this story will do for the kind of goth movement because mm. like she was saying in normal you know normal people if they are saying like I want to drink your blood that's kind of like what the fuck but in goth culture that's yeah. kind of like you know normalized in a way because they are so like and romanticized romanticized so I think a lot of these girls 100% and you're right like I mean um a lot of these girls were like very heavily into his music he definitely preyed on like fans for the most especially after Evan Rachel Wood from this is what I can kind of see it was like Dita Von Tees, he cheated on Dita Von Tees with Evan Rachel Wood then he like went out with her clearly abused her clearly fucked her up she was very young he was fucking 42 or some shit like that she's given the most from what I can tell the most kind of like um they're all pretty harrowing, but her, I think because of her status and because of the, the way that she described the abuse, it was And it quite, was so public, the relationship. And it was so well. public. And it looked so visually, like, I mean, you see him with Rose McGowan, and this is just purely like judging a book by its cover. Yeah. It kind of, you could see, like, I get Rose McGowan, you know, she wore that amazing dress to the mm. VMAs where it was like the, basically the chainmail new mm. dress. He looked at, you know. And then Dita Von made sense again. Yeah, like she's know. obviously like a, a powerful, confident woman who like owned her job. Evan Rachel Wood um, was like pretty new in the scene. She was eighteen. She even just looked very she was very I angelic, mean, like, yeah. kind of. So you can kind of see even like visually, they it were, just looked wrong. They were more of a juxtaposition. It yeah. was like whoa, and, and you like know, what the hell? And like, in and in hindsight, now so much of it was hiding in plain sight. Like he was saying in like the newspapers, crazy fucking jelly. Like he fantasized about bashing her head in with a mallet. That there was a video that um, has been leaked of. Uh, like the intro to his website where he's like clearly like I mean I don't know if it's real it fucking looks real of him like beating her like she he's literally punching her across the head and there's blood coming out of her nose now even yeah. if that's fake that's fucking weird and like the, and uh, it's glamorizing, glamorizing and romanticizing and this is which the he problem. never used to do like that's the thing like Marlon Manson was 100% a provocateur but like his lyrics I mean there was definitely really provocative and controversial lyrics but like it it definitely I was again I was knee deep on fucking uh, reddit threads on Marlon Manson it's really interesting like seeing his fandom react to it mm. um, and to be honest what I, is the overall reaction oh on a whole they're like it's, 100, it's disgusting like and they're disappointed and distraught you know um but I think like, you know, there's all these lyrics that like from what I'm seeing it's all like kind of 2008 onwards so it's all these really weird lyrics about like just a lot of it about Evan Rachel Wood, really like psychotic things that like, I mean, again, it is lyrics and I can understand. And I think that's why you have to like, a lot of the people like, it's so cute on the fucking Reddit thread, to be honest. They're like, guys, you have to forgive yourself for liking Marilyn's music. Marilyn Manson is a different person to Brian Warner. Of course, Brian Warner became Marilyn Manson at one point. Like they're like- <laughs> Trying okay. to understand themselves. Yeah. And I mean like, I, and mean, that I grew something. up and I was fucking like with Eminem. Like I, 
again, Marilyn Manson, I obviously was so aware of as yeah. a visual artist more so, um, but I don't understand his music. It kind of scares yeah. me, to be honest. It always did, especially because like my mum was like, he is the devil. If you listen to me, you're welcoming the devil into your life. And I was like, what? <laughs> so always scared about him. And then you were like, you know, read his book. His book is really just interesting and like yeah. it's mad to read all that fucking crazy yeah. shit. Now stuff has come out about the book as well, about that some things were hyperbolic, yeah. that he made up a story of, about abuse apparently, whatever. There's loads of really weird shit in that book and, and don't read that book if you're sensitive basically that's all I'm saying 100% but also like, that's the kind of separating between the art and the artist especially when we're talking about goth or punk or these kind of like um, you know it's linked to darkness and the fascination is in gore and the death, taboo you know abuse and all these different things which well, not is really. Like, I mean, like, goth stuff isn't really, to, like, about romanticizing abuse and death. It's no, but more I mean, like, about, it is like, in the dark, and within darkness comes those things. And I think yeah. that's kind of what I have seen from Marilyn Manson. Like, how can you be that enamored with, like, satanic, um, kind of, you know, the history of Satan and, like, reading, like, I remember reading in the book that he had, like, from a very early age had fantasized about, like, Satan and really wanted to understand the whole story and read, like, satanic books. And then, like, you know, he's getting into like Nazi symbolism and how can you be like that enamored with darkness and then not think that it would penetrate into your reality of like abuse? I think it's similar to what we've spoken about before about like the male WhatsApp group. If you were continuously absorbing, say like beheadings or this or that or crazy shit that's coming in and you're consuming it, surely it's like you are what you eat. Well, I don't know. I mean, that kind of comes from like the idea that you have to believe in like satan being evil which if you are a satanist you don't you are uh like if you were into satanic practice you're not you're not always thinking of it being an evil practice so i think that's coming from more of a christian uh perspective which i understand well i think the roots are an evil because it's like you have the power you are the controller and that kind of thing well that's again down to the beholder of the idea of it you know um so but i think it's more so Less so to do with like, you know, being involved. Cause like that would mean that like anyone who is, you know, interested in like anything that like maybe modern culture sees as dark or taboo, then you are what you eat and you're going to become it. I don't believe that. I believe that Marilyn Manson was more than likely a narcissist with psychopathic traits who then due to probably things like fame, alcohol, drugs, a bad lifestyle. Look at the guy. He looks like he's melting off his bones. He doesn't look good. He has... Him and Nick he has, Cage look quite yeah, similar. He has, you know, completely since... Uh, even within that book, he's been honest and open about his, like... He, I mean, look at Johnny Depp's best fucking friend. I the mean, two he used them, to do coke on stage. Like the I two mean, of them. I mean, the two of them are clearly like chronic alcoholics who are seriously like have abused their bodies, abused their mind. They don't live in reality, and but that's celebrated in that world within yeah. kind of like his performances. Like, I mean, I don't know if he could have performed the way he did with like you know. Well, look at Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor is like someone who was, uh, you know. Uh, a colleague basically of his from Nine Inch Nails and like he went through all of those things he went through abuse he went through severe depression drug abuse um, 100% went down the route for a while of like that rock star lifestyle you know had suicide attempts and he you know you can I don't think that it means that you're and you know you're eventually going to become no I'm not saying that I'm saying I think that like there is ways of pulling you out but I think it depends on from what I can see and again I'm no psychologist 
gorgeous but like uh, you know a lot of the conversation surrounding him is that he's like you know psych- psychopathic I and mean, that that makes sense he has no empathy or so it seems for for women he's talking about having like a room in his house where he locks his girlfriend when they're bad and he's written about like he's literally I said think this- I don't like kind of psychoanalysis because I think in some ways it freaking excuses no, ways. it doesn't excuse it but, at all. It doesn't excuse it. It's it's it and we won't know his like mental state. All we can talk about is what we do know is what we hear. Like the rock star kind of, you know, can you be someone like yes, Trent has like moved past his alcoholic drug abusing ways, but to exist as a pop star in that time, he had to go through that. And same with Marilyn Manson. Would he have got as big as he did without these crazy like that rock star idealation of like you're fucking doing coke on stage your blood like you know that yeah. doesn't exist in a normal society well, so it doesn't but I think that like yeah so look I mean if we're going to talk about like separating the art from the artist like I do think you can do that I uh, but I understand how some people find it hard you know that way like mm-hmm. I understand and I respect when people like because there's been like some times where like I mean, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there's been like a few things that like it's, I'm never like, I will boycott them. If someone wants to do that, Grant, go for it. You know, that way. But like, I've never been like, I am boycotting like this artist or that artist because of these allegations or even something that's been completely 100% proven against them. But I can understand how you might get, dare I say, the ick over being like, oh, I haven't, like, say for example, really, really, really light analogy, but just to lighten up. Sex in the city, right? When I found out that Kim Cattrall all that bullshit happened. I found it really hard to watch Sex in the City. Now, I'm not going to be like, I'm boycotting it because I feel she was done hard by yeah. and I still I'm can't. not going to be like, Jenny, stop watching it. Do you yeah. not know how she was treated yeah, during yeah, yeah. filming? Exactly. And like, you know, or even like say the whole Army Hammond thing that came out. Like, it's like, oh, Call Me By Your Name's a great movie and I can respect it for the movie that it is. And you or, enjoy the movie. Yeah. I think. And like Harvey Weinstein produced some of the best movies of the early 90s and 2000s, you know, and he's obviously a fucking scumbag as well. But I just like, watched as good as, it, as good as It Gets over the movie. weekend and I saw his name come up at the start and, and it like, does oh, make you go like Ooh. and you think and yeah. you like you know I I think it's with the separating the art and the artist I think it comes into a lot especially with social media and how we love to control others via social media like Mm -hmm. you know with cancel culture and with like stop following them stop listening to it gals stop doing that you know that kind of thing and trying to control how other people's how other people consume and enjoy like art is to be enjoyed mm-hmm. movies music is to be enjoyed and everyone has different tastes you know and also you know something that I saw on the reddit thread which made a lot of sense to me like a lot of Marlon Manson fans would be my age maybe a little bit older and you know a lot of people who might have been into that kind of like goth scene or you know counterculture glam rock kind of you know post-punk mm-hmm. era usually would have connected to those darker lyrics I mean it's the same with the emo kind of scene because you might have been struggling when you were a teenager yeah. and going through like kind of coming of age years and and a lot of the time you know m- the music has healed you and the music has helped you because you're connecting with someone and that's why you know talking about dark things talking about depression talking about suicidal ideation and all of these things within art can really be a healer for people and you know on the Reddit they were saying you know like forgive yourself for like finding healing in that even if he turned out to be like a shit person like your interpretation of that music and that art and how it helped you that's your own thing and it's nothing to do with them as a person it's nothing to do with you know just by you finding an artist and everyone's had that artist I think when they were a teenager that you found someone whether it's a movie or a book or whatever it is that it, it you connected to it on an emotional level and you it helped you and you by you being helped by that is not endorsing every single thing that that person has done throughout their life. That would be crazy. That would mean we would never be able to enjoy anything of ever. Not. You know, and 
I think with that, I mean, I think the disappointment for what I can imagine from the fans is that like, yes, when you're, you know, if you were in a space which, and I mean, my sisters were like emo, they went through that phase and it's like the kind of like lyrics of like, and I remember being a teenager and like listening to like, I'd listen to the Shangri-La and mm. they're like, I want to die in the street because I fucking love you so much. And I'm like, yes, exactly. You know, like yeah, yeah, to yeah. The, I would listen to more like over romanticized, like 60 mm. fucking songs or whatever that were so ridiculous. Like a woman <laughs> being like, I don't want to work. I want to be at home waiting for my man. I'm like, yes, I've never kissed a guy. But my sisters would love of like him and the lyrics of like bright eyed and broken and cut me till you know these kind of things yeah. we all have that stage in life where you're like super you know you're heightened you know, you're emotions. going through whatever and it's not even an age thing but when I think the disappointing thing is when you're like um you know you see artists like Eminem who've moved past that way of kind yeah. of you know lyricism and like you know you see artists who have kind of been like when I was writing that I was not in a good headspace and now I am and I yeah. can look back and it doesn't mean that they have to like cancel the song and never listen to it again but like honour it in the same sense the way like Lady Gaga did with the R. Kelly song and mm -hmm. um, do what you want with my body like she she was like I don't stand by that song anymore whereas it would have been so much more healing if she was like I had been through um, an assault and this was my mm. like reaction to kind of be like do what you want with me like in a way of kind of ownership over myself it was like a healing process so to kind of I think it's just disappointing for people to see how like they followed Marilyn Manson they connected with him and how he just went off you yeah. know and like I think anyone who's a fan of Marilyn Manson will know that like I talked to my friend Devin about it and like he and I are big fans of Marlon Manson and like would have connected with him for the same reasons when we were younger and you know he hasn't made anything of worth really since 2002 and that doesn't mean obviously that like he's not an artist anymore but it's like clearly something went off there something went wrong the fandom have seen it and now it's like all your it's like all your nightmares about someone who you probably used to put on a pedestal, definitely. And this is something that, you know, this is part of pop culture. When we put these people on these pedestals and like glorify them and deify them and think that they're perfect and they're amazing and they're incredible and they're blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, your world can feel like it's crashing down. But like at the end of the day, like, you know, you, for what I see and personally to me is like music and art and movies and books and anything within that world like your interpretation is your interpretation of that and how it helped you and why you liked it and you don't have to stand by everything that an artist has done beyond that now if you know I can understand how if you were like someone who then I don't know had like if that triggers you or whatever the fuck um I can understand you moving beyond it and I think that's okay I think you're also able well, to I be like I liked it then I'm moving beyond it now but I think don't join the, the lesson for me is like don't tell people um that you know don't guilt people a for like s still enjoying an artist who might be cancelled or outed or whatever well, I think it's just don't tell people what to do yeah it's or a what very to like. much an so individualistic personal. choice mm. what you watch what you read and you know I mean, there's roots to every book yeah. and every, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like veganism. Like mm -hmm. I've spoken about that before. Like when I was like being vegan and then I was like, oh my God, this isn't vegan. The gum on this cigarette is apparently a rabbit's little hoof or whatever, oh, you know? Yeah. So it was like never ending. And that's the same. If we're going to try and like dictate what and who is a good person to listen to or to read or to watch on TV, like say if you pick up a book and you really enjoy the book and you can like, Research the author. She's a mama, two kids, Grant. Okay. Oh, who made the book? Oh, he's an abuser. Yeah, oh, yeah, who yeah, banged yeah, the book? Yeah, oh, yeah, who, yeah. like, you know, all these things. So it's never, I don't think, there's no such thing as a pure person. 
Yeah. Or a person who hasn't made mistakes. And there's plenty of fucking terrible people. And there is. Just like Marilyn Manson. Like especially, he, like you were saying, when you mix in fame and money and like alcohol and drugs and abuse yeah. and like his glorification of the dark side of like, you know, he has been, he like, I mean, a lot of the conversation has come out about like it being hidden and played inside. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised. I know you aren't. I don't, mm. no one is, you know, like. It's disappointed, not surprised. That's the only way to put it. It's you upsetting know? that it was as horrific as was because I don't think yeah. we you know I mean you you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt you're like oh you live you know you're you know you kind of think oh maybe he's just like exaggerating for the kind of like drama yeah. of the music or whatever and but that's when, what I kind of heard like that's what you're kind of hearing now from like people like Dita and Rose McGowan they're kind of saying like it's almost like as I said he became the monster he was pretending to be it used to be a show it used to be a character Marlon Manson and they, an expression they were saying on Reddit they're like Brian Brian's no more he is Marilyn Manson now. And I think that's it. I think it's like... Wow. He, it's like Katie Price and Jordan. Yeah, it's like he. there's no line between the two anymore. And that's, you know, exacerbated, I'm sure, by, you know, he's very pretty openly and from a lot of the allegations, a chronic drug addict and alcoholic. And that is not an excuse. Neither is a personality disorder or... Um, and he you know, obviously hid it to a certain extent because both Evan Rachel Wood and Dita Von said yeah. that they weren't sure of the kind of magnet of the abuse yeah that he hid the so god yeah. knows so god, it, i mean it's a it. very very dark situation but i mean an interesting conversation that we're going to continue to have because it is something that now just is coming out Comes so much every other week so i think it's something you have to reckon with yourself and just don't not that this person is but like you know if you are someone who fair enough you might feel really strongly about like uh, a certain cause and then someone came out maybe it's like racist tweets from years ago or something like that like you just can't tell people and you don't presume that they're endorsing their actions by enjoying their art. That's all I'll say. Don't yeah. put it on them that like, it's an unfair thing. At the end of the day, the only person that you should be putting blame on this situation is Marilyn Manson, is the abuser, is the blah, is the blah. Don't be going to your friends and making them, like just because they like someone who ended up being a shit person does not make them a shit person. And also, you know, we do also like with these things when, you know, uh, we have said tirelessly that we are anti-cancel culture. However, yeah. the power of social media has, um, you know, helped many, many victims, such as like with the R. Kelly documentary, he's now yeah. imprisoned because of that documentary, because it puts it... There's a difference between illegal actions and cancel culture, you know, that way. No, there is, 100%. Yeah. And it's the same with them. So I think, but again, with that and with illegal kind of things that can be coming out on Twitter and these, like, you know, there is, you know, we do need proof mm. for well, it to be... Yeah. There has to be proof in a court of law if it was going to. Like, thankfully, you know, with R. Kelly, when it was put out with the documentary and, you know, same with this Marilyn Manson thing, it's like hopefully like more victims can come forward with well, like it's going Well, it's going to the Supreme Court. There's been an FBI investigation. And, you know, there needs to be, there needs to be proof for him to be proven guilty and put in jail. But it's up to you whether what you believe. And if you believe yeah. it on an allegation, that's your own shit. And if you're in your room listening to Marilyn Manson, you know, you're allowed to do that. You know the way? Like, I mean, I'm not going to, like when I was watching As Good As A Guest, I wasn't like, turn that off. I'm not supporting this. And it's, yeah. you can't like. It's a never ending spiral. Because then everyone's the victim. Celebrities used to be, before like social media, I do think social media changed so much about it. And I think celebrities used to be able to hide their personal life so much better. Mm -hmm. So this has always been going on. This is nothing new. It's just that now the line between celebrity and normal person has been blurred so much. So with that, is going to come a reckoning of realising that the people, and, you know, the people that you might put on pedestals 
very much well be terrible, horrible people with terrible past mm. or people who aren't terrible but have made really shit mistakes. Or and, you just don't know. And you just have to weigh up the scales. But like, like, shall we move the, on to the, the next yeah. question? We're also going to be talking about the um, Britney documentary. So that's another yeah, one very that was soon. like very much... Um, pushed on social media mm-hmm. and has like obviously made it into now like the forefront mm-hmm. of it, where hopefully action will be happening for Pearl Brittany. Yeah. Um, hey gals, I'm finally admitting I need advice when it comes to drinking. I've been getting messy, emotional, oversharing, texting guys to meet up and pissing them off because I'm drunk while dealing with cases of the fear, lasting for a week afterwards. I love drinking and having a laugh and I've been a bit silly, but I hate the drama that comes with drinks sometimes. Yeah. So, Lens, thoughts? So, I have recently decided to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Mic fucking drop. Um, only recently. But I think I'm going to stop for, I mean, maybe ever. Mm. I think I have finally been quenched. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, I've told Jenny this and my mom and whatever. Like, and I don't think, like, I think this, this question stood out to me because, um, I, I don't think, like, sometimes it seemed kind of serious. When I was thinking about, like, oh, I don't think I want to drink anymore. I don't think I like it. I don't think I want to. It's not, you know, I keep on serving myself drink, but it's not serving me. Mm-hmm. So what am I doing kind of thing? It punks, like, I was just kind of, like, reflecting, which I do all the time. I'm always, like, in my little head. And, um, and I was like, okay, I don't want it to seem, like, sometimes when you're, like, I'm stopping drinking. I didn't yeah. want it to be like, I have a problem. This is impacting my life. This is terrible. I need to stop. It was more just that I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I think like my life would vastly improve without it. I don't think, I don't think there's much space in my life that like, I'm, I was trying to configure, okay, if I take that out, what, I, you know, sometimes I think in my head I was thinking, oh, but my social life, oh, but my fun and my enjoyment and like letting loose and all those things will be lost. But then I was like, that's not true. Mm. In fact, with drinking, especially when mixed with socializing or like, you know, with my boyfriend or my friend, you know, it can kind of impact your life in like, you know, I'll forget things when I'm drunk. I'm very forgetful with drinking. Yeah. It's you so are like a black, a blackout. Not that you get, like, you won't be blackout drunk but you will blackout do you know what I mean yeah no like my you'll brain... be like the same drunkness level as me and oh, you just and forget. the same drinks yeah. it's like I could have three flipping Bulmer's lights and I won't remember it mm. is so annoying I'm like have I got early onset dementia I had a dream about that last night and I was just like so I was like I'm and I yeah I was just like that was a big thing for me because it's really fucking frustrating to drink and not remember stuff Mm -hmm. especially when it's like something really chill like one of my gal pals coming over for a couple of glasses of vino yeah and you're like I can't remember and then the next day they're like how fun was it saying that and I'm like yeah and we're like you know you're with your boyfriend and they're like great sex last night you're like I loved it what (laughs) you know so those kind of things I was like this is fucking dumb yeah and I um confident fun person and I don't need drink like I don't need drink to like have more fun or to mm-hmm. let loose I'm those things without so um yeah I just decided this is gonna I just was like this is 100% there's nothing in my life that will not improve with not drinking yeah even sleep I remember you saying that Evan got one of those watches Fitbit things oh my god yeah Evan got like he has a whoop it's called whoop whoop, whoop. <laughs> Tell me you're a 90s kid without telling me you're a 90s kid. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Or, I love when people say like WH. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. whoop. <laughs> or another one. What's up? What's up? 
<laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he had this whoop, which is like a really, it's like really fucking intense, like heart rate thing. And it tells you like your recovery from sleep. So it tells you like how good your sleep was basically. And everyone was like so fucking obsessed with this for a while. Not so much anymore. He still wears it though. Um, but he, I remember he didn't, We two of us did dry January last year. And like every night his recovery was like 97%, 98%, 96%, 99%, like blah, blah. And right before coronavirus hit, he and I were in Monarch and he hadn't drank actually January or February this was in March like right before coronavirus mm. uh, the lockdown um I remember when we were down there like it was like someone was like apparently there's a case now in Ireland dear god, god. seems like so long ago I remember yeah I was in a Weatherspoons and my friend called me and he was like apparently like there's gonna be army men and we're all, I was like what uh, this are was, you fucking yeah. on about this was China? literally like there hadn't even been a ca- like there was like a rumor of one case in Ireland and everyone was like <gasps> there's like before your birthday anyway uh, but uh, uh yeah so then he, we had a drink that first night we went down there and his recovery was three percent so one drink or like many drinks he had a good few drinks yeah. but like it doesn't really matter no because i remember as well you were saying like if you had been in your house and you had like one or two glasses of wine it's still no matter the amount of alcohol yeah. if he had any if he had one would, drink it was yeah. like it would impact his like recovery and it, that's what they say apparently like when you're drunk you don't actually fall asleep you actually like not pass out as in faint but you kind of just go like semi-unconscious it's not like sleep as in your body's not like recovering mm. and like resting that's why like you always you can be sleep for like eight hours and you're still like i'm so I know. tired and that's the worst when you like peel your eyes you're open like, after a night out and you're like what time is it what two <laughs> and then you're like i slept for 14 hours and i feel like i have woken up like after like half hours yeah so yeah i was just like this is something that is so doable. Mm-hmm. And especially I think like lockdown and stuff like that has just like, I feel like, you know, for me, the benefits of lockdown have been like, we're very much presented. We've said it before, like with our our reality. Yeah, we were very much kind of like brought back to reality in the sense of like, we had no distractions of, you know, normal life. So I was at home thinking, thinking about things. And I was like, do you know, this is definitely something that when normal life resumes, I can just like... Start it now, the non-drinking, mm-hmm. get used to it mm-hmm. and just go out and drink 0%. It's yeah. really not that hard. Like I remember doing dry January last year and like 0%. Yeah. They were my thing. You I was fucking loving them. them. Drinking 100% is just so habitual. And because in Ireland, it's like such a like standard within socializing that like that habit is just really easy to get into like drinking a lot. You yeah, know, that way. And yeah. like, I think a lot and of And it's it, accepted and it's actually like needed as a hobby. It's like, yeah. come on, Jenny, we're going out getting pissed. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, no, I'll have, you know, it, that's like, if you don't home along. Yeah. Or, you know, if you don't like fully indulge in that, it's kind of like, oh. So what was her question um, um, at the end? Was she, I know she was saying like, she finally realized that she kind of needs some like help around it. But what I was I think her? she's kind of, from what, like I resonated with this because I think, She's just kind of saying, I'm finally admitting that I need advice. So okay. I don't think she's saying, and it was similar to me. I wasn't saying like, you know, I wasn't, because I think we can be so, especially in Ireland, we're like alcoholism and binge drinking or alcoholism and drinking quite often and love and drink. Mm. And, you know, so I'm in that kind of like, I, I'm not an alcoholic and no. I know I don't have those tendencies. However, I do definitely like drink when I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. I drink to, you know, yeah, for stress or That's for like fun. a self-medication, which a lot of people, most people yeah. can find their way into. Yeah, like know? if I have it like... I if I'm like, oh my God, I had a stressful time. I'll be like, let's go for a drink and chill out. And like, you know, I'm 
very much able to stop and go home and all those things, which is fine. But however, I just, you know, I just was like, I need to address the fact that I'm not enjoying it. And mm. here she's saying like, I'm getting messy, emotional, oversharing, yeah, 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 yeah. texting guys. And then she's drunk when she's seen them. So I kind of, you know, with me, which kind of made me resonate with this as well. I was like, we represent ourselves and the people that we want to be and who we want to be. And when I mix drink with me, I'm not representing myself. Mm -hmm. I'm representing this crazy bitch. That's, you know, like you don't even relate to that person. Yeah, I, and I don't, you know, not that I don't like her, but I'm like, I wouldn't really do that unless if, if, it, if I took drink out of that, I'd never do that. Mm -hmm. And not even crazy things, just like saying, mm -hmm. you know, being a bit cheeky, being yeah. a bit bratty, being a bit annoying because I'm drunk and, you know, mm -hmm. so I was like, why am I serving myself something and then representing myself as something that doesn't serve me and that is not something I stand by regularly every other weekend? And yeah. I mean, I'm around my friends who also are doing it. We're all in it together. We're all like blah, blah, blah. And it's fun. But it's just like, yeah, I think I'm just kind of now wanting to represent exactly who I am and have full control. It's in me, you know, like once... I drink and like this girl's saying like she's oversharing so she's not happy with what she's saying and then she's texting guys and that kind of thing and like then the fear is lasting for ages like you know first thing like if I drink and like the next morning I'm like I don't really remember but then like during the week I'm like oh god remember I said that oh I have a memory you know mm. so it's kind of like why am I doing this to myself mm. especially when initially I'm drinking as a stress reliever but then it's yeah. giving me all this other stress yeah, it's because it's of like drink. chicken and egg. You know, yeah. like, and you know, you can it's be like stressed because so you're not getting enough sleep. You know, you're waking, not you personally, but yeah. like, you know, you're, you might not be sleeping well enough and then you're like waking up cranky and then you might have a fight with someone and then it's like your mood is affected and then that causes you stress. So then you drink to chill yourself out and then you forget what you did. And it's yeah. like, it's like cyclical, you know, that way it's like, it can be such a cycle. And I think that like, I think 100%, like the word like, alcoholism can be maybe overused but I do think that like something that is underused is like a lot of people have like either an irresponsible or non-productive relationship with alcohol or just like a drinking problem and a drinking problem does not mean someone is an alcoholic or that it you means, need like help from like yeah well it know. means you might need help in some way you may need like rehab do. help kind of thing not rehab but yeah but you might need to I mean at the end of the day like you know it is a drug and it's the only drug really in society that we like accept people getting like, I mean, if your friend was like dabbling with fucking opiates and goofing out in front of you all the time, like mm -hmm. you'd be like, what the fuck? Even if they weren't like addicted, which I know like it's so highly addictive, but in a perfect world, you know? So like if your friend is getting like, say she's saying really messy drunk, all of these signs that are red flags for like, it's very easy to get any drug problem and alcohol is no different to any other drug. In fact, it's one of the most addictive drugs. Yeah. So like we have to realize that like I'm like, you know, alcohol is you have to, it is a dangerous drug in that sense. And because it's so normalized, people who may have addictive personalities or addictive tendencies, it can be so accepted for them to be getting blackout shit face drunk when if that was with anything else, you would be like all over your friend, like a fucking flies on shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can buy it everywhere. It's easily accessible. Yeah. Everyone does it. Exactly. And I think for me, I mean, 100%, I can control my own drinking, Yeah, you know, but the problem is, and the reason that I really did decide to stop completely, because I just think in our society, in Ireland, you can't, it has to be black or white. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like, I mean, I can say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have three drinks. 
And I could easily do that. However, with peer pressure, with even things like if you're at a restaurant and you're like, I'll just have two glasses of wine. Suddenly someone's pouring up your glass. Yeah. And, or, or like yeah, in a yeah, set, yeah, yeah. Or, or if you have a few friends over, like they're like, oh, I have not it's, it's the pressure. And I think if I, you know, so if I, and it's constantly, you see people doing it all the time. Like you see girls being like, I'm coming out for one. One turns into a three day bender, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not so much even like that they aren't able to extract themselves from the situation. It's just the peer pressure. It's the like, you know, it's, and it can be just people being like, come on, get you know, that kind of thing. So I think for me to be able to have control over what I want to do, which is not drink um, or not get drunk because I don't like getting drunk and I find myself getting drunk, you know, because of just, it's just you fall into it. So I think for with, you know, those societal pressures that I have faced from my experience, I've always tried to be like, OK, I'll go out for this many. I just need it needs to be black or white because Mm -hmm. we've seen it from friends of ours like Jack our friend you know he used to kind of be like oh I kind of drink here and there and like you know when he was kind of like on the fence about drinking people were a lot more like obsessed with it they were like just have another and like you know and kind of like pushing it on him but then so I feel like if I'm like no I don't drink at all it's like it's same with like drugs you know people who like maybe don't even like drugs but if they've tried it once and yeah. then they kind of will like dabble a bit more it's, but if you're like it's no. kind of the floodgates and like some people are just way better at, and strong-willed like our friend jack jack is so good at being like even if he is like sometimes if you're like do you want another one he's like no i'll have water and like but yeah. that is a but hot- he's never really gone into the whole kind of like exactly. drinking culture exactly and drunk, so and i think it is like you know it it's it's Two, I think it's like from two sides it can be the pressure thing but I think it also is something that like you know with drinking or with any kind of like if you are finding yourself getting to the point where you're like I don't like and I don't want to drink anymore I think cold turkey is the best way to go and then figure out where you stand with it because there's loads of people out there who can like go sober or whatever for like a year five ten years and then like maybe be able to have like one glass here yeah. one glass there but it's like I do I don't think you can just it's like the analogy of like getting back at your ex and starting it slow. It's like you've totally. already gone, you already were married 10 years ago. So you're, you've like, you've gone so far. So you're not, it's very hard to peel it back. You yeah. know, it's like you have to actually just break up, go cold turkey from them. And maybe mm-hmm. in 10 years, if you, they're still the one, honey, you can get back with them. Totally. But you can't like break up for a month and then be like, we're going to go back dating after having six children. It's like, yeah. not going to happen. So that's where I was like with it because I had tried the kind of like, I'll just have three drinks. But it was just like more so out of my control because yeah. like people are just like once you kind of say three, then people are like, "Oh, just have another, it's fine." And then you're like, "Okay," and like you know, once you've had three drinks, you're a little little loosey goosey anyway. So it's kind of like I just need it black or white to be able to like get what I want, which is to not get drunk because I don't like getting drunk. Yeah, but I love the taste of alcohol. That's the problem with me. I don't drink to get drunk. I fucking love the taste well, of alcohol. It's easy replicating. That's the best thing about exactly. it. Exactly. So I've been having my Frigente, which is like that fake Prosecco, Bulmer 0%. Like, and especially now in the past like few years with Dry January becoming way more popular. Like when pubs are open, like there's always And look, pubs aren't going to be open anytime fucking soon. So exactly. So, so I'm like, I'll get used to it now and then I'll be fucking grand. And, and yeah. I'm already used to it because I think I've just, that quote that I kind of thought of in my head really just helped me where it was like I keep on serving myself something that doesn't serve me mm-hmm. so it's just totally reductive and I don't think it's like you know when you're thinking about breaking up with someone and you're like okay I'll write out the pros and cons mm-hmm. there's no pros mm. there's just not mm. you know I can be like oh getting drunk with my friends is so fun so is just hanging out with my friends yeah you know? And also, like, no one's go meeting up and really getting drunk anymore. So no. it's like it's like not even something that's like existing in reality. So it's not like yeah. you're like in the height of summer and it's festival season. You know, it's like we're in February 
it's fucking lockdown. Yeah. There's nothing open. No one's meeting up and getting lit. So why even yeah. like, you know. And even if like festivals do come, like sometimes when I'm like, okay, I'm going to, like, you know, like we push ourselves a lot of the time for like festivals. We're like, okay, I'll get lit for the fucking whole weekend so I can stay up. And then I'm like, why am I doing that? Yeah. I don't want to stay up before it. No, never. It's going to impact everything like for the coming weeks. So I think it's totally the older just. Getting, Jesus Christ, ex- I feel it for a month. Oh, honey, extract <laughs> the kind of like, you know, like romant, like the whole kind of like adoration as uh, as a nation that we have around drinking and drink mm-hmm. culture, and then like in this question, she's saying I overshare, I'm this, I'm that. They are all bad things, regardless of the yeah. And they're fun. making you feel bad. It's like, and they're impacting. Like I think they, those are signs. Like if if you're noticing, and well done, like you know, fair play to you for recognizing, because a lot of people don't recognize that, and a lot of people project those issues on the other people. Like they could be saying like. Uh, yeah, I overshare, but like you guys just never listen to me, or like I'm, I'm drunk. It's yeah, fun. I'm, I'm horny. So what? I'm getting a guy over, or yeah, like yeah. you know, I'm fighting. It's like no, you've actually You're noticed. So boring. Yeah, yeah, you've noticed the common thread, mm-hmm. and like that is a self-aware and hard thing to do. If you're noticing all of the things that I'm doing that I don't like have alcohol in common, maybe it's the alcohol. You yeah. know what I mean? And. Maybe it's not, but take the alcohol out for a while and see. Yeah, you know? and then see, and if these things are impacting your life, like, you know, you're getting with a guy, and they're like, just, you wouldn't be doing that sober. You just yeah. wouldn't, you yeah. know? And like everyone, and don't feel like, don't shame yourself, don't feel bad about it, because everyone reacts differently to alcohol, and everyone has different, like, you know, tendencies towards, like, substances. Some mm-hmm. people it's smoking, some people it's exercise, some people it's alcohol, some people, you know, there's it's loads. Food, loads of you can literally abuse anything, and anything can be done to a point where it makes you feel bad. Mm -hmm. And it's not like your fault. Don't feel like, you know, it can feel maybe a bit FOMO that you're like, oh, how come fucking Sandra can have three glasses of wine and go home, Grant? It's like, that's her business. She might have her own fucking demons. It's like that same skinny bitch who eats like Dominoes every night. And you're like, well, what's the point? Oh, well. Yeah, like what's the point in worrying about it? You know, Mm -hmm. everyone fights their own demons behind closed doors. I truly do believe that. Whether it's, you know, bad or whether it, you know, they barely notice it. There's always some shit going on so concentrate you're only on in control of yourself exactly. and if it's not serving you then figure it out um, so you can be happy st- speaking of serving oh go on <laughs> go our on, last queen. question is serving us some tea I'm obsessed with this question girls we're gonna leave it on a lull yes, note yes, we've, we've got about 10 minutes left so we'll do this one brief because it's fucking iconic my boyfriend really dislikes drag queens <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super fan of RuPaul and used to love going to drag shows. I want him to appreciate it as an art form. I feel deep down it threatens his masculinity, question mark. He's positive and accepting of my gay friends, but it's all negative vibes when I put the queens on Netflix. (laughs) Oh my goodness, girl, you are so funny. I am obsessed with this question. I saw this and I was like... The two of us pissed That is amazing. That is so good. Now, can we just deconstruct this for a moment? Okay, so you're a super fan. He doesn't respect the queens. It's an art form and it's apparently affecting his masculinity. Uh, but he's completely accepting and loving of all your friends who happen to be gay. Yeah. Honey, it's okay. 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 Do you want to date a drag queen? <laughs> yeah. And if so, go to the drag shows and like flirt yeah. with them. But I think, I think this is where, okay. So a lot of the time we can think that our boyfriend has to be everything. We have to like the same things. We have to enjoy the same things. And you don't get me if you don't like my thing. But there is such a beauty in your alone time and your secret time and your indulgent time of things that you love. Like I 
came back from my fellas yesterday and I watched all my YouTubes that it's I hadn't so watched stunning. in so long. And I was like, Rrr. and I tried to put them on like when he was like fucking. They always have something to fucking say. I know, like as soon as you press play. When you hear like, I put on like, I made the mistake of putting on like a Chris Clemens video around Evan oh. and he, the look he gave me, he was like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, Okay, like, look, he's a guy, very open, very sad. Very, very fluid funny. sexuality. Great style. Brilliant style. Middle clip, bam, bam, merch. <laughs> I know. But like, it's, that's the thing where it's like, like, what did I turn on the other day? I can't remember. It was something like, um, oh yeah, it was, uh, you know, Lisa from um, America's Next Top Model who like went into like, you know, all these ex-America's Next Top mm. Model girls are coming out on their Instagram stories and being like, Tyra, apologize. You <laughs> fucking ruined my fucking, you use my trauma. <laughs> and um, so I was like tapping away in the laptop. I was like, I just need to work for a while. So if you could just, yeah, I just need to work. Left the room and I was like, yes, fucking hell. Shoved on um that it was on Daily Mail and she was like you fucking ruined my job oh. and he came back in and he was like thought you were working I was like this is work it's research is there, is there anything worse right <laughs> when something is popping off in the WhatsApp group or on Daily Mail <gasps> or like a cancellation and you're like at your fellas mom's house you're like <laughs> and you're seeing the voice notes coming it's like nine minutes 14 oh minutes you're like God. and you're like scooting up to the bathroom and you come back there like did you do the shit it's like yeah. no I'm like, I'm like up there on the phone like <laughs> I know or right you know what wrecks my head people do not accept and we're going off on a tangent but like people do not accept the voice note to the ear as soon as I click oh a voice God, note put it up to my you. ear they're like so come here are you thinking uh, tacos or I was kind of thinking actually you know what I was like, You're like I'm, hello I'm listening to a voice my note. friend has a, quite a quiet voice I'm pressing the thing up to my ear so I can fucking hear what she's saying and you randomly decide to talk since when did a phone up to the ear mean you should they talk to They don't do it with AirPods either. Like, Evan will fully see me put my AirPods in. And he's oh, like, And he's like, Jenny. I'm like, I've literally just Taking the, the one out. And yeah. you're like, yes. I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, um, what is this? Did you see that? Uh, um, actually, it's gas. A friend of mine, you're like. Or he's like, do you know where my socks are? I'm like, that's what's pressing? Did you like, realise that me and my friends are deconstructing Miley Cyrus's new tiny house? <laughs> tiny, <laughs> desk. tiny desk. Have you seen it? It's good. I haven't watched it, but it looks unreal. It looks Ooh, we should watch it. We should watch it after. Um, but anyway, yes, you don't like have to, like, I understand that you are passionate and look, honey, I know how it is. When you get into fucking RuPaul's Drag Race, like, it is, like, everything. It's a whole community. I'm sure it's, like, becoming obsessed with it, gals. It's, like, you're, like, how did I discover this now? And there's yeah. this community. There's all these in-jokes. There's so much shit. What you need to do is discover Reddit. Mm. You need to go on Reddit and you need to indulge in the Reddit threads of RuPaul's Drag Race. First, go on the regular RuPaul's Drag Race. You'll cream yourself over that. Then you can move over to the cooler Reddit threads, um, which are like RuPaul's Drag Race cringe, where they show all the cringe shit. Like, you got to like, teach me your Reddit ways because I want to look at this Marilyn Manson shit. Oh, Reddit is like my fav- all-time favorite like website. It's just, oh, it's so good. But anyway, um, and then there's like... You know, then there's like this, this RuPaul Drag Race spoilers where like they get all the spoilers for the new season. Like it's great. And this is what you need to do when you have like a super fan inclination and no one you like, because that happens to me all the time. So mm-hmm. much shit that I like, none of my friends like, but I can't force them to like it. So what I do is I just find a community online and like, I'm not even commenting. I'm just reading because then I'm yeah. like, I agree with them. I, I'll upvote, downvote. Oh, I do that in Daily Mail. I love an upvote downvote. <laughs> I'm like, nope. I love an upvote downvote. Oh, they are just so fun. So much power. Especially when you see one that has loads of downs. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm upping that. Yeah. And like, look, sometimes with your boyfriend, it can be fun that like, 
they do randomly get like I'm really into H3 podcasts so like the odd time I'll if Evan's like working because his desk is in our uh, front room at the moment and like if he's working on that I'll throw on H3 because I'm like it's kind of like gender neutral content you know there's one guy there's one yeah, girl they're together they're talking about it's a lot of it is kind of bro they're married are they they're married yeah mm-hmm. and like a lot of it's kind of like it's like internet you don't have to like know exactly what they're talking about to find it funny and he's kind of gotten into that but there's some shit that I'll turn on he's like he literally be like turn that fucking off he hates what's his most hated thing that he hates oh it actually is drag race really he goes rupaul's voice goes through my head he's like i actually don't mind the queens so <laughs> he's a little bit more accepting of the queens but uh i think because also ev like ev has like judged drag queen competitions oh, yeah. in like the dragon but as well he's like in a kind of like he's surrounded by like females in his work and so yeah it'll be a bit more like i, think I mean he's known loads of i see a lot of the drag queens in dublin were makeup artists so he knows them all yeah um but now, i i don't like yeah. i tried to watch it now i again with some you know i'm very much like i'm not a big watcher yeah. Of things. So like, you know, when I kind of when everyone has gone on about it and I was like ten years too late, I'm like, might switch it on and it then is I'm like, one oh, of those I'm just things. too like I'm too I late don't think to the I party. would yeah, it, it's it's one of those things you kinda of had to get into like I'd say like what year is it? 2020? 2021. Whoa, that's so far into the 2000s. <laughs> I'm just yeah. realizing how fucking far it is. Actually. Big, big um, mouthful of a word. But yeah, like 2013, 12, 14. Yeah. Like if you got into it then, yeah. But like now it's like, it, it's kind of hard to get into it now. And it's, it's gone so mainstream, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. it's kind of like, I mean, but as well, it's like there is something so beautiful, especially in a relationship. I remember, you know, that episode of Sex and the City when, um, they call it their secret single behavior, yeah. which is just like your shit that you do when you're we just- We have an really episode on it. Do we? We have an episode about secret single behavior. You guys should go look for it. Okay. Because we talk about all the things, this girl should listen to it. Yeah. Because we talk about all the things we'd have to do when we're not with our boyfriend. Yeah, and it's such a lovely thing. And it's like, you know that feeling when like, they're like, oh fuck, I have to work early in the morning. You're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like before Christmas, and Evan you was hear the door so clack. Much. Oh, Evan would literally. I actually orgasm. Like, oh, Evan would get, get the up. fucking laptop. <laughs> He'd get up at like six and come home at like half eight. It oh. was like, and then lockdown happened. And I was like, so all of January you'll be here, is it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go into the room. Would you take up running again? <laughs> I know it's like there's maybe train for a marathon. And it's just like, and as well, when you, like, even with friends, like, even you know, it exists in friendships too. Even when you, like, find something, like some blogger or mm. some YouTuber, you're like, she's so cool, girl. Totally. Girlies, girlies. Girl, no, girlies, you're gonna love her. She's really cool. She's great style and very inspiring. And they're like, oh, I know she's cool. You're like, no, no, really. It's like, just like your things. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I can be like that. I'm like, this song, this fucking album, man, listen yeah. to it. But, like, they're like, oh, and it's a good album. I'm like, no. Do you know the background of what? And it's like, okay, you can enjoy something. You don't need everyone else to be, like, as into it. And that doesn't make it more enjoyable. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's yeah, so you, this thing. You know, it's happened with us sometimes before. We're like, this band, this band, this band. Jenny listened to the band. And then you're like, I love the band. Actually, I really uh, got really into them, really into them. I'm like, <laughs> Well, yeah. just don't forget who told you about the Make band. Make sure every time you talk about the band that you yeah. uh, openly say that I introduced you to it, it is my band. That's my band that I <laughs> found. Like, but I'm more into the band now. It's like, but I found the band. Yeah, but that's my band. <laughs> so, so like, like I mean, enjoy your own shit. Enjoy your own shit. And also just don't make it political about him threatening his masculinity. At the end of the day, yes, there are some men out there. And I've known lots of straight men who fucking love RuPaul's Drag Race. And dear God, mm-hmm. it, it's gas. And it must be great to be able to watch those things with him. But like, just if he's, if the guy isn't casually dropping the F-bomb and making gay slurs 24-7. Yeah, like, no, I'm not hanging around with that yeah, fucking gay mate. Homo's, no way. Like, that's, yeah, a problem. 
And that probably is affecting his masculinity. He's cool with your gay friends. He probably just doesn't like the show. The show is 100% made for gay men and straight women. I don't like the show. Does that mean it's threatening my masculinity? Exactly. It's just like, it's, it's, it's an, first of all, it's a very acquired taste of a show. Mm-hmm. It is an acquired taste. But like, would you sit down and watch reruns of Top Gear with them? I exactly. would I fucking hate that show. And do you want to get into that shit? Because if he's like, fine, fine, I'll sit down and watch it. Oh, okay, I enjoy it slightly. And now we're both watching it. Then he's going to be like, um, so there's this uh, really harrowing documentary on the <laughs> abuse in the Catholic Church that I really want to yeah. look at. Do you want to sit down? You're like, oh, I don't want yeah. to. It's just enjoy you know, it yourself. Let him watch whatever the fuck he, like, it's nice to have a bit of separate time and don't, Nothing worse than someone who's trying to force you to like something. And of course, it is an art form. I love Tracy Emin. And like, you know, I've been like, would you ever think about like looking at Tracy Emin and buying her art? And they're like, what? It's a fucking splayed leg with a period coming out. I'm like, it's an art form. (laughs) You know, it's like, you can like, art is so like individual and personal. personal. So like, it's beautiful that you have this love for it and that you enjoy it and that you see it as an art form and that it like gives something so much to your life. But let him have his own shit. Because yeah. remember last Q&A where we had the gal who was talking about her boyfriend who was like copying <gasps> like everything. everything. Like, I love RuPaul. He was simping. I love that band. Yeah. Like you don't want your boyfriend to be a simp. Like at least your boyfriend, like it's an attractive quality that your boyfriend's like, I don't like the thing that you like. Because that shows he's confident in his own interests. Yeah. But just also, it's it's cool to have separate time. That's fucking that's difficult, especially if you're living with someone and like mm. you're both like, let's watch TV tonight. And they're like, oh, I want to watch. Like, Fucking go into the bedroom. Be like, look, you watch whatever. Mm. Or like, I've done know. it. I'm like, there's a new episode of, Repo- of like fucking Real Housewives. That out. needs to be normalized. Normalized. That you don't need to. Because I think we grew up with like, I grew up with my mum and dad sat every night mm. watching the same show. Yeah. I mean, and I haven't do it most of the time, but there's just sometimes where I'm like, honey, if you think I'm missing this reunion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I don't watch it now, I won't fucking have to watch it. But anyway, yeah. girls, thanks so much for all the questions. It was a great old app, and we'll be back next week with more juice for y'all. Yes, queen. <laughs> Bye, guys. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.